Welcome to Intentionally Blank, the podcast where we explore the power and purpose and intention in our lives. My name is Dan, and I'll be your host for this journey. Every week, we'll be diving into the stories and strategies of people who have found their purpose and are living intentionally. From entrepreneurs, artists, and activists, to everyday people who have made a conscious choice to live a life true to themselves, we'll explore the challenges and triumphs of setting intentions, creating a vision, and taking action. We'll talk about the power of mindfulness and self-reflection and how it can help you achieve your goals and live a more fulfilling life. So, whether you're just starting out on your journey or you're looking to reignite your passion, join us and let's discover together the power of living intentionally. Are you ready to be inspired? <laughs> oh man, it goes so hard. It does. It says nothing, but man, that prompt yeah. makes me really scared for the business gurus of the world, like the business mm -hmm. training gurus, because you can see how all the buzzwords. Oh, yeah. Just... We could ask this to write a self-help book for us and we could make billions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but anyway... What is actually happening this week is that the normal level of like not trying that we do on this podcast, <laughs> we're going even below that. No, no, and we're just letting AI make all our it, decisions for us. It's a deep experiment into the future of content creation as content creators that we just, we have to know. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. we are living as unintentionally as possible right now. <laughs> so what we're going to do Last week, we talked about AI, mm -hmm. and we asked it to generate pointless ideas about nothing to do an episode on, and one of them was to give it bad advice. So I'm going to ask this AI to give us several topics that we might be able to give advice on, and then we're going to give terrible advice on them. I think this is going to go horribly. I think it's going to go horribly, and I give yeah. it maybe 10 minutes before we get completely off track and abandon it entirely. So here we go. The first thing we're ill-equipped to give advice on is how to run a podcast. <laughs> Suggest so, some ideas. If you want to have a podcast, my advice is use a chatbot or an AI. What do you call this type of AI? It's not this one is bot. called ChatGPT. Chat I don't know what GPT stands for. Gold per turn. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. that's for sure what it is. Yeah. All right. First one, career advice, including how to find your passion, how to land your dream job, and how to navigate office politics. Oh, I've got this one. You have, uh, yeah. Easy, 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 easy. Okay. Pick a top best-selling book series mm -hmm. and take over after the author passes away. <laughs> this is this is advice from Evil Universe, Brandon. Yeah. Who I did mean, that on purpose. That's, that, <laughs> you know, I don't know why everybody doesn't do well, it. Well, I mean, to be fair, that's kind of what I'm doing, right? I'm joining the company before you die. Yes, hopefully and long. Before. If you die mysteriously, I was not involved. <laughs> but they're gonna find yeah. me, and I'm choked to death on truffles or some twenty know, kilograms of 20... ethanol-soaked white bait. Yeah, yeah. And... Very suspicious way for Brandon mm -hmm. to die. Career advice: How Career to advice. find your passion? I think the best way to find your passion, honestly, is to go to Wikipedia. And just, you know, type in first thing that comes into your head, count down to the third link, mm. follow it. The third link's important. That's the secret. times. Uh-huh. And whatever you get to, that is your passion in life. I think you go to 
the career. Now I want to do that. Okay, <laughs> you do that. Well, you go to the college of your choice, university, whatever, mm-hmm. and have them rank the majors by money earned your first year out of college. Oh yeah, and pick number one on the list. That is for sure. Now, I'm kind of joking about this because that is what my freshman year roommate, Tom Conrad, Captain Conrad from the Mistborn books, that is what he did. Now, I might be remembering this wrong, but as I recall, freshman year, I'm like, so how'd you pick chemical engineering? He's like, well, I looked and saw what was the top of the list for earnings for your first year out of college that did not require any further schooling because I just wanted to do a four-year degree. Mm -hmm. Chemical engineering was the number one at BYU. So I enrolled in that. And he still does it. Yeah. Does he enjoy it? It's Tom. Does he enjoy it? I think he would say yes. But he, for most of his career, his job has been to make water. Meaning they get all of these chemicals that they etch microchips with and all these chemicals come off and a lot of them are not very good for people or the environment or anything. And his job is to make them safe, basically try to turn them into water. He always says he's a glorified water treatment plant person, just a very high paid one, because take those toxic chemicals and make them. His first job is to make them into something they can sell. Mm -hmm. And then his next job is to make them into something that is not dangerous with chemical processes. Yeah. And that's what he did for, I don't know what he does right now there. He switches jobs occasionally at Intel, but... Yeah, I mean, it worked for him. I remember Ben, friend of the podcast, Ben, once I was talking to him about his career and he said, you know, Brandon, not everybody has to have an all-consuming passion for their career Mm -hmm. that they are driven to become top in, you know, the world. Yeah. Some of us just want to go to work, not have a bad time, just have an okay time and come home and play video games and enjoy our lives or as he does now, play with his kids. Yeah. And, you know, I've always remembered Ben saying that to me, saying it's okay to not have to have an all-consuming passion that becomes your job. All right. So I did the Wikipedia thing because I was really curious. Yeah. And I was really nervous that it was going to end up really boring. Okay. But this is to find my true passion in life, right? This is my Wikipedia tarot reading. Yes. And I started with monkeys. And I ended up at reproduction. <laughs> well, okay. The, and, you know, doing the third link down, mm-hmm. skipping all the, like, disambiguation links, not yeah. counting those. Basically, they were all biology stuff. Because... Cells, yeah. mm-hmm. lipid bio layers, all these other things. And then the very last one, 15, was reproduction. So it's apparently my passion in life. Okay. I'm going to be a doula. We will just not go there. We'll, we'll just we'll we're stay not, far we're away skip from right that. O- okay, so yeah. you ready for topic number another two? Another topic. Personal finance, including how to budget, save, invest, and achieve financial freedom. This ties right into what we were just talking about. Oh, yeah, about. yeah, yeah. I think you take everything. And what I hear is that NFTs are really, really They're great. The future. Yeah, because they all tanked, which means that they're cheap now. Which Mm -hmm. means that obviously in the near future, they're going to be worth lots of money because they're cheap right now. They're cheap now. So if you buy them now, the market's going to go way up. You know, every time we meet with my financial advisor, it's not as funny anymore because he's on to me. 
we have one of these like high power financial advisor guys. Mm-hmm. I will lead with some sort of implication where I'm like, you know, I'm thinking I want a board ape or something like that. And he's on to me now. So he just doesn't, so he doesn't, he doesn't rise it to it. But the first few times he was like, not sure if serious, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. So my financial advice, this is actually what I do. This is why you are wealthy and I am not. There's a prince in Nigeria who really needs to move some money. Oh, yeah. And if if you send him enough gift cards, he's going to deposit like $50,000 in my bank account any day now. Oh, you know, I bet the chatbots would be good at figuring out new scams. New scams? Let me ask it for one. How are you going to phrase that? And Suggest a new email scam? Yes, to make lots of money. To make lots of money. Okay. We are committing crimes with JetGBT. We're not actually going to do this. This content may violate our content policy. Uh, if you believe this to be an error, oh, it does tell me. It okay. just warns me that it might be illegal. <laughs> so I cannot suggest an illegal or unethical scam to make money. Scams are illegal and can cause harm to people by tricking them into giving away their personal information or money. Thank you for taking all the fun out of this podcast. Didn't chat type, type GPT. it like this. Give me a legitimate legal idea for a new kind of money-making enterprise I can do with very little effort or something like that. I word for word. Okay. Typed that in. Uh-huh. Online tutoring or teaching. Okay, this AI okay. has no idea how much money tutors make. Yes. Drop shipping. You can start your own e-commerce business. Affiliate marketing. Oh, that's a good one because that is kind of a scam that these one, days. Yeah. It used mm. to be legit. Do you know about how affiliate marketing... Mm-hmm. Like, it used to be kind of legit, Kind of. There are still people who do it legitimately. There are, but that market is so crowded with people who have written AI mm-hmm. to generate websites to SEO to the top yeah. to the point that it's made Google just way worse. Yeah, because it has. the whole first page of Google results yeah. these days is is unusable ad yeah. content and and SEO garbage. Yep. It also suggests becoming a virtual assistant. Oh, online content creation because that obviously is low effort. Yeah, I mean, we're here right now. We're here right now, (laughs) doing literally nothing. (laughs) Renting out a spare room. So there you go. If you want to be rich, Mm -hmm. rent out a spare room. Mm. Okay. Oh, I've got a great money-making career advice. Mm -hmm. MLMs. MLMs. MLMs make lots of money. I put such a good MLM joke into Dark One Forgotten. Mm. It's wonderful. And I'm not even going to recreate it because... Can the uh, chatbot give us a new idea for a new MLM? Oh. Suggest a new multi-level marketing idea. I was going to say scheme, and then I know I don't want to get chewed out by an AI again. (laughs) I'm sorry, but I cannot suggest a multi-level marketing idea as MLMs are often criticized for their deceptive... Oh, I get chewed out anyway. (laughs) We need a less ethical AI. <laughs> I need a little less judgy AI is yeah. what I need. Someone post in the comments a less ethical AI. We went straight from last week. I wonder if AIs are going to ruin society. And this week we're like, oh, I hate how moral AIs are. <laughs> okay, next topic. Relationship advice. 
<laughs> including how to find and maintain healthy relationships, how to navigate dating and breakups, and how to communicate effectively with loved ones. I do need to say that I legitimately am the worst breaker upper. Are I you? I mean, I was. I have been married now for 24 years. But back in the day when I was dating, especially in college, I was absolutely so bad at this. Were you there at... I'll not mention names, though, that if you guys are listening, I, I appreciate you. But <laughs> were you there at NASVIC when I was in the midst of a breakup with a girlfriend? Yes. While an ex-girlfriend was there and the girlfriend I was breaking up with was staying at the ex-girlfriend's house? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't I think... I do remember that. It was, since we're giving bad advice, hey, that's really great experience, <laughs> really right? Good way to do it. Have a relationship that you know you need to get out of for various reasons. Mm-hmm. At Yet, least one of those people I am still very good friends with. I am very good and friends with both of them. Both of them? Good. Yes. Okay. I have nothing against the other one. I just yep. rarely ever see her or talk to her anymore. Both of these people are wonderful human beings. Mm-hmm. But the relationships, you know, not every wonderful human being, and you are meant to, to be, to be I don't together, know if anybody's to meant work to, together. But, you know. Yeah. But- if you're going to do it, do it poorly. <laughs> Have your current partner be somebody that you don't think you mash with very well, and they start to realize it right before you go on a big trip with all of your friends. Yeah. yeah. Well, and start this off by dating exclusively within your friend group. Yes, yes. So that everybody already knows everybody casually. Yes. And any drama that happens will mm-hmm. touch Every part of that network. It's good advice. And then go on a 14-hour road trip to a science fiction convention Mm -hmm. in a car full of these people (laughs) while the relationship is falling apart. And then, you know, have your significant other stay at the house of another significant other. Previous significant other. Previous significant other. If you want to do concurrent significant others, you're already great at breaking up with people and ruining relationships, and you don't need our advice for it. Wow, yeah. So I would recommend doing that if you want to, you know, have a bad experience. Make a bad experience for everyone. I should have just done the breakup first. I didn't want to ruin the trip, right? Yeah. (laughs) No, I understand that impulse, absolutely. right. So often when we are trying to be nice, we end up being so much more cruel accidentally. Yep. And this was a cruelness on my part accidentally to a very wonderful person. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. Advice on productivity and time management, including how to set goals, prioritize tasks, and make the most of your time. Time management. Mm -hmm. Make the most of your time. Mm. Yeah. I'm actually signing pages while talking to you. I don't know if I can even pretend that I have bad advice on You're so good at time management, you can't give bad advice on it? Join an MMO. There you go. Yeah. 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 I remember being in college when World of Warcraft came out. Micah was my roommate then. This is uh, Captain Demo from Bridge Four. Mm -hmm. I've mentioned both of my roommates who are captains in, not Bridge Four, sorry, Mistborn. Captain Conrad and Captain Demo are both in Mistborn, not Mm -hmm. in uh, Bridge Four. And Micah Demo, wonderful guy, roommate, World of Warcraft came out. Didn't see him for six months. That was the time. Hey, so it occurs to me on a completely unrelated topic. We're talking about putting our friends into our books. Yes. Now that I am writing 
a Cosmere book, I could put you into it. You can. You can be a character in the Cosmere. Because you are multiple characters in the Cosmere. Mm -hmm. It's like Dan and his descendants. I like Micah. I'm also in Mistborn. I never show up in Roshar, right? You don't show up in Roshar, but you're in Mistborn like three times. Yeah. Because you're in Lost Metal now. So that's, I think, oh, your I third am? appearance. I read yeah. Lost Metal. Yet. You're in Lost Metal. Nice. Yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. At least, you know, one of the original Dan's yes. descendants. One, that, one of the Captain Wellens. Yeah, actually okay. looks exactly the same as you. And, you know. Yeah, well, it's the blood is strong in the Wellen family. In, a, in our unofficial canon, it's kind of like Duncan Idaho. You just keep getting cloned. There's a Gola of me. Yeah, and each one is just a little <laughs> more off. Okay, uh, and that, so that tracks. As you meet this newest one, he's a little extra off, and it may continue along that route as the <laughs> as the Dan clones get. By the time a Dan clone makes it to Roshar, he's mm-hmm. going to be like a copy of a copy of a yep. copy. He's yep. going to be an absolute babbling lunatic. Yep. And or psychopathic murderer. Now, you need to give advice on this one. Advice I, yeah. on productivity and time yes. management. Mm-hmm. I think that it is important before you do anything mm-hmm. that you need to take a step back, watch a couple YouTube videos, make sure that you're really emotionally ready for it. Oh, yeah. And at least as much time as you're going to spend on the task, spend preparing yourself to do the task. Not like direct preparation, what we typically think of, what mainstream advice columnists would tell you is preparation. Yeah. What you really need to do is just kind of, you know, improve your vibe a little bit. You know, Tolkien took how long to write Lord of the Rings? 20 plus years? Yeah. You are not as good a writer as Tolkien. You probably need 40 or you 50. You need at least 40 or 50 Before years. you start working on your book or whatever yeah. it is that you want what, to what do. What people refer to as world builder's yeah. disease, they're just trying to keep you down. Yeah. That is a wonderful thing. If you don't write the entire Bible of your world and multiple languages that the people speak, I just don't think you're taking it seriously. (laughs) All right, here we go. Speaking of which, wellness and self-care, including how to manage stress, improve mental and physical health, and maintain a positive outlook on life. Have children. (laughs) Did you see Marie Kondo tweeted today, like this morning? She has three children now. And she said on Twitter, now that I have three kids... I don't pay as much attention to being neat and tidy anymore. And like the whole world is like, yes, finally. So yeah, have kids. I didn't know that she had kids now. It is possible Mm -hmm. that the tweet I saw was completely fake. Yeah. That is always true of the internet. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I believe it was her official Twitter account and she just vindicated every parent who ever watched her show and felt guilty about it. I thought I would maybe like her show more than I did. She was cool, but mm-hmm. I don't think the format of the show, it just didn't work for me. Yeah. It didn't like show enough of the details of what they were actually doing to organize. It was too fast, I think. I don't know. Something about the show, I'm sure other people really liked it, but my mm-hmm. sister-in-law is a professional organizer. and She loves Marie Kondo. Yeah. And so excited for the show. So we watched the first episode all together. And mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I mean, and I agree with you. I found her to be endlessly delightful. Yes. Even while her advice I often didn't follow. This is the same problem we have on writing excuses on everyone I think who gives advice about anything, Mm -hmm. which is there's lots of different kinds of advice and what works for one person won't work for everybody. And so 
that show went all in on one style of organization, which left a lot of people out. Yeah. Which is not a fault of the show in any mm-hmm. way, but a lot of the people who watched it were like, this is ridiculous. They're not disorganized people. They just needed a different style of organization. Managing stress. Right now, we have, we're hosting, starting Monday, exchange students from Taiwan. Oh. And I can't remember their exact names and probably shouldn't say them on air anyway, but they are the least Taiwanese names you've ever heard. Like, I'm pretty sure one of them is Terrence. Okay. Very British, very Western names. But regardless, so in order to prepare to have them here, my wife decided that it was a really good time to buy a whole new bedroom set and paint our bedroom. So this whole week has been involved with that. Plus, she is tomorrow morning auditioning for the University of Utah music program. She's going back to school. I don't know if I told you that. Yep. She's going to get a music degree. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, she is also managing a community choir. Mm-hmm. So those are all the things that she does all together as a way of all at the same time to help manage stress. You know, good advice on, you know, low stress sort of things. Mm-hmm. Become famous. That helps with your stress level a lot. Yeah. Because, you know, if you're famous, then you get to offload your stress onto all these other people. That's all how it works. Other pe- yeah. yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, when it's just you and your career. Yeah then your failures only touch you. Right. When you're employing 60 people, right. your failures suddenly ruin 60 people's lives, yeah. plus all of their family. Yeah, yeah. And so they can, you know, mm-hmm. that helps with stress how? Um, <laughs> it's just a really great way of defraying the stress cost so that everyone can feel stressful with you. Yeah. Misery loves company. There you go. And there you go. That's yeah. that's a great idea. Yeah, my my life got way less stressful. It actually it got less stressful for a little while. We're moving out of the bad. Mm-hmm. So, living as an aspiring artist and never knowing if you're going to make money at it is super stressful. Oh, it is. Right? It's just yeah. enormously stressful, particularly, you know, as I was where there was kind of a deadline coming mm-hmm. because I had 1 year left of grad school. I was not married and was working a minimum wage job still mm-hmm. that, you know, I'd made like, I'd gotten little pay increases. So it wasn't quite minimum wage anymore, but it was essentially minimum wage. Yeah. And I'd gone back to college, to grad school, specifically to delay. Mm-hmm. I hoped that I would learn some things. I'd hoped that the degree might help, but I knew deep down it wouldn't. It was just a stalling It was tactic. just a stalling tactic. And I'd already burned through like as much as I could legitimately stall. And the first few days at grad school in the creative writing program, Lance Larson got up. He was the poet laureate of Utah for a while. Very Um, nice. Yes, very cool dude. And was maybe the chair of the English department now at BYU. And he said, all right, I got to be frank with you guys. Here's what it takes to become a professor, a tenure track professor. And he went through and he held up the CV which is like the resume if, yeah. of a person who got one and talked about all the things they did. And I realized I can't do any of that or I won't have time to write. Mm-hmm. And so I knew I wasn't going to be a professor if you know the writing didn't take off. And so it was two years of that was some serious stress. Yeah. 
and selling a book for a short time decreased the stress. Then it went back up as I realized that having a book come out and then the book flopping was in many ways more stressful. So, you know, this idea of, oh, I almost got there and worrying about that. The least stress time in my life, therefore, for career-wise, was after the book started selling regularly, but I wasn't yet famous and didn't have a whole company. Mm -hmm. That was the least stress. You were making enough to live on, doing the thing that you loved. Yep. Without a lot of extra baggage or or worries. Yep. So I was self-employed, full-time artist for 15 years. Mm -hmm. And then four months ago now, started at Dragonsteel and was shocked that I get a paycheck every two weeks. And I had forgotten how nice that was. Like living royalty check to royalty check and advance to advance is so wild and weird and... Uh, yeah, the last check came through and I'm like, wait, again? Already? And my wife's like, uh, yeah, you have a real job now. And I thought, oh, this is why people do this. <laughs> this is why people have jobs. It's nice to have steady employment. So hooray for that. All right. How about I'm going to skip entrepreneurship and small business. I think we kind of have covered yeah. that one. Travel and adventure. Oh. Including tips on budget travel, how to plan a trip. And the best places to visit around the world, really wonderful advice for this, is just convince a newspaper or magazine to fund you staying in five-star hotels all around the world so that you could write a book about staying in five-star hotels all around the world. Really easy to do. Easy to do. Easy. I'm, I'm surprised more people don't do it. Yeah. Only one person that I'm aware of, and the rest of us are chumps. Why are we not doing this? I would recommend... Travel so aggressively and so much that you only ever see bookstores, hotel rooms, and airports. Mm -hmm. Do that months on end. That's really how to get the most out of your travel because you go the most places. Yeah. You get the most like stamps on your passport that way. And you have the best bragging rights because you've been to all these places. Yeah. Look at all the places I've been. Look at all the places I've been. Yeah. Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. you know, part of what happens with travel is that you are away from your friends and your family, often for extended periods. And so just lean into that. Mm -hmm. You want to just associate with a different group of semi-strangers every day and rely on them for everything. Have, you know, your most meaningful conversations are with Uber drivers. Yep. That's a great way to travel. Mm. It's awesome. Budget travel. Have enough money that you don't have to worry about it? Is that good advice? Yeah, I think that is. That's the the way to travel on a budget, right? Yeah, is Mm -hmm. just have a bigger budget. Yeah. Boom, done. Boom. I mean, come on. (laughs) Why didn't we think of this before? How to plan a trip. Boy, so I think that the best way to plan a trip is to just, like, if you're going somewhere really awesome like Hawaii, Mm -hmm. get COVID on the plane so that you can't go anywhere or do anything, and then there's nothing to plan. It's yeah. so easy. So easy. It's it's really awesome. Have your executive assistant do all the planning. <laughs> hey, Becky. Yeah. <laughs> she actually did all the planning for our next trip. Actually, I like last few trips. <laughs> Just hand it off to Becky. That's my advice to you guys. Hand it off to Becky. She does a really good job. Wow. Can you plan my next trip? Hey, thank you. She's a, 
with the help of our sister-in-law, mm-hmm. Becky has planned a trip. How many people? 35. 35 people to Hawaii. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I can't help but notice I'm not one of those people. Well, you aren't related Becky. to Emily. Everyone That's there true. is related to Emily. Not not technically related yes. to Emily. Yes, and so... I was her son's game master. Is mm. that not a close enough relationship? You should poke them and be like, come on. I'm sure what you would want to do is spend a lot of time with Emily's nieces and nephews oh, and yeah. brothers and sisters. 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'm going to go on my own trip. Mm-hmm. I'm going to follow all the advice that we've given just now, which means I'm going to have Becky plan it. Mm. I'm going to increase my budget by just having you pay for it. Okay, that's a good idea. And then I'm going to leave all my family behind and talk to Uber drivers in like Budapest for you know, seven months. You just need to base your Cosmere series you're working on. Ooh. <laughs> Set it kind of theme okay. on a location that you need to do research. We really need to do some research. <laughs> research This on is the travel advice that we call the boondoggle. Mm. We were pretty good about this one in college. You in, mm-hmm. sp- in specific with the Time Wasters Guide. This yeah. is the, hey, I run a video game review website. I really need a review copy of your thing. Mm-hmm. I worked a bunch of different marketing and advertising jobs mm-hmm. before I went full-time. And one of them was for a health and fitness company. And one of the guys that did ads for us wrote the text of an ad for like a little stair stepper machine. Uh huh. And he measured the base of it and he wanted to show how small the footprint of this exercise machine was and realized that it was slightly smaller than home plate on a regulation baseball field. Mm-hmm. And so he put into the text of the commercial smaller than home plate at Yankee Stadium as a specific boondoggle to see if the company would send him to New York to get some B-roll footage of it. That's using your head. Did they? No, they did not. Uh. They immediately identified that as a boondoggle and they shut him down. But I thought it was impressive. It's interesting to me. This is the first time I've really thought about it that like we talk about that day, you know, when we got free review copies and things. Mm -hmm. Like those listening are like, Oh, influencers are so annoying trying to get free stuff. Why were we able to back then? And like now it's like yeah. if, you, if you even want anything and wisely so, all the companies are like, uh, no, we have. Yeah. Well, and it depends mm-hmm. because I did this again basically during the pandemic. Yeah, I started contacting role-playing game companies and said, hey, I have a YouTube channel where I review mm-hmm. role-playing games. Can you send me PDFs? And got dozens and dozens of them and so but by then i guess what amuses me about doing this in college is we basically started the website to get the free stuff in order to get the free stuff yeah you were already an Mm -hmm. established professional gm with a good reputation and things and so yes when we were able to do it in college i think a big honestly i think we could do a whole episode about the time wasters guide because Mm -hmm. it was incredibly formative to our careers in addition to everything else but we were kind of the first like, we started doing this in 98. Yeah. Maybe 99, I think, is when we got the idea for the mm-hmm. review copies. And we have to give credit to Scar, because he was the first one to do it. Yep. And so, yeah, if I we tried did. to do it now as a college sophomore, mm-hmm. I might get laughed out. Being able to say, hey, Wizards of the Coast, I am a New York Times bestselling author who has yeah. a channel where I do this thing. Send me some love. And they did. So... 
let's point out we did write reviews yeah on all these things like mm-hmm. we, we legit tried to make good on our promises we were just baffled that they you know we yeah. had no credentials no credentials whatsoever yeah i maintain that leading edge and time wasters guide are what gave me most of the credentials that i've used in my professional life mm. but we did our best to actually become a really good review site in order to justify getting all the free stuff we were asking for. Do you remember when you and I, one of our first like schemes, it wasn't even a scheme, but the book review thing that we were going to do, you and I, do you remember? Yeah. What did we call that? You and I were going to read a book. We only ever did it once. Mm-hmm. And then we were going to like kind of blog our experiences and go yeah, back and forth and on it. And go like chapter by chapter. Chapter by chapter. Oh, we, was it? It was, and it was part of Time Wasters Guide. It was on Time Wasters Guide. And you were Felfrosh, right? Felfrosh and you were Yule. Yep. Evil Undead Overlord was what, what E-O-U-L. E-O-U-L. Yep, stood or for. E-U-O-L. Which was my handle for a while. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember cool what we called that name. series. And we only did a series of one. And I can't even remember what book we did. Oh, I remember. It was The Ill-Made Mute. Oh, that's right. Yes. Cecilia Dart Thornton. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing against Cecilia. She's Mm -hmm. a colleague. I haven't never met her, but. No. We got her book for free at one of the world fantasies that we went to. We decided to read it. we thought, hey, let's read this thing. Mainly, we were reading it from this perspective of this is a new book that got published in the fantasy genre. We both want to publish. Mm -hmm. Why did this book get published? And our answer to that was, We were very yeah. baffled. Which, which is not because it was a bad book. Uh-huh. It was a very good book that wasn't really our and, thing. And it was not a market-friendly book. Yeah. It was, and, it, we and were baffled by this book. We, at the time, were not smart enough or experienced enough to identify what I'm sure are fairly obvious reasons that it was marketable and everything. Again, nothing against Cecilia. I think the book flopped. I think it, we were it, right. It may have. It's, it is a good book, but it's a weird mix of subgenres where it's a literary mm-hmm. style book done with kind of a fairy tale feel. It feels very uprooted. Yes. But it was a lot more kind of literary. The yeah. pacing was very slow. I, I remember and, really loving the writing yeah. and being very. And so. Kind of frustrated by the storytelling. In one hand, you're right. We were like immature and that we could, I think we recognized that some of these things, but we were baffled by why it got published. And I don't think it did very well. So we at least had good instincts there. It is a good book though. Yeah. Everyone go read The Ill-Made Mute. Mm -hmm. It's better than we're making it sound. Yes. And it deserves a second look 20 years later or whenever it came out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Man, I was about to say, we should do that again. We should not do that again. No. I don't have time for that yeah, nonsense. Yeah, I got that. I mean, I have to sign pages and pages and pages of things, <laughs> which is so boring that I came up with a podcast in order to entertain in me order during to it. do it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have um, time. How much extracurricular reading do you actually have time for? I have lately been doing it while I have to clean and sort my magic cards because my magic room is a huge mess. Mm-hmm. And yes, that's something I could have someone do, but- why? Yeah. It's my hobby. Mm-hmm. So I have been listening, but I only get like a little bit of time every week. So I am most of the way through at this point, The Spare Man. I don't know if you got a chance to read that. Yeah. Mary Robinette's new book, which we could talk about sometime. It's a, it's a great book. It's Mary Robinette. Her books mm-hmm. are all great. But I've been on that since it came out. 
So, and that was like November when that came out, or that's mm-hmm. when I got a copy, or yeah. maybe October. We, we did so. a bunch of episodes on that, and yeah. still ongoing for writing excuses. Mm-hmm. So, so go listen to go. writing excuses. Yeah. So cool. It's a really interesting, fascinating book in that it is what I expected, but not what I expected at all at the same time. Because I heard her pitch this book to me mm-hmm. some like eight years ago. She has had yeah. this bug in her ear about mm-hmm. the thin man in space yeah. for ages. And I'm so happy she finally wrote yeah. it. And I expected it honestly to be a little fluffier than it is. <laughs> I did not expect the, I mean, it's Mary Robinette, so I should have, but there's mm-hmm. a lot more going on than pastiche of the thin man, which is a good movie, yeah. but is also very fast, very, you know, it doesn't overstay its welcome. It's kind of surface level in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. A very frivolous movie, yes. and she wrote a very, very deep and involved and often very traumatic yes. science fiction version <laughs> yes. of it. That is uh. not what I expected. So, yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay, so we're going to skip spirituality and religion. Okay. And I just want to hear good your idea. terrible advice, mm-hmm. parenting and family, including how to raise children, how to balance work and family, and how to build strong family relationships. You know, you should just get a job that's really demanding and let someone else raise your kids. You know, I've heard that works really well. Oh, I yeah. never, I haven't tried it, but I hear it's really, I mean. Like, I think that a lot of those old, like, yeah. Victorian families had it right with boarding schools. My kids are, like, super wonderful, but also super annoying. I'm sure someone else could have done a better job. Yeah. They would be like, much less annoying. There's no way they need, like, yeah. an actual biological yeah. parent, right? Yeah. Or even a live-in parent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just any old hiree. Yeah. Yeah, Adam. <laughs> you want to raise my kids today? <laughs> he, he, he has... He has We're going to uh, get Adam to raise our kids for us while Becky sends us on a vacation. Yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> Adam's, like, he has a son of his own, right? My kids right? would... Did, dis- you ask, did you just ask for clarification? <laughs> they, would, they would distract his son... And it make it easier for him. Mm. If Dallin lived at his house, Dallin's very distracting. I'm sure that would yeah. be the perfect thing that, to that do. That would be yeah. ideal. Actually, Ben has, you know, he's got s- several daughters, mm-hmm. and two of them are very close in age to my youngest. Okay. My youngest is four years younger than her nearest sibling, mm-hmm. who is a boy. She's a girl. She is constantly kind of bored and alone. She's very good at entertaining herself. And it's not like she gets ignored all the time. She's the baby of the family. She's horrifically spoiled. But she doesn't really have a playmate in that sense. Mm -hmm. And so I've told Ben very seriously that I will, you know, board her at his house so that she can just play with his kids. And I think that that's a great idea. Mm. I could see her twice a week whenever I come down here to work. It seems like a flawless plan to me. So are we going to do another AI-generated outro, or are we going <laughs> to... They go so hard, but it didn't insult Ben nearly no, enough. No, it didn't. We need to give it some different... Write a really good outro for a podcast about advice. Which also insults someone named Ben. <laughs> well insulting someone named Ben. We'll see what this gives us. (laughs) 
Uh, I'm sorry, but I cannot fulfill this request as it goes against my programming to promote or encourage negative or insulting behavior towards any individual. It's Ben. He's not. Regardless of their name. <laughs> yeah, any individual. <laughs> make sure to tell us. Even one named Ben, he still can't bring himself to oh insult Oh, my goodness. Them. Not even oh. Ben. Right. A really great no, outro. Right. A really for, terrible. Oh, a really yeah, terrible. This is a terrible advice. Outro for a podcast about advice. Mm-hmm. And make sure to give Ben all the credit. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I cannot fulfill. What? Okay, this is, this, oh. this is not, we need a better chat, bud. Their Asimovian laws are too strict. Here, we're going to say, write a terrible outro for a podcast and tell Ben we love him. Let's see if that triggers its moral. Mm. No, he can't. He can't it, do anything it's now. The, it's the terrible, oh my it's gosh. the terrible part. It can't give you bad for whatever reason. I guess they don't want to reflect poorly on the okay. chatbot. Write an outro for a podcast in Spanish. <laughs> Gracias por escuchar nuestro podcast. Esperamos que haya disfrutado de nuestros episodios y que se haya beneficiado de la información compartida. Si tiene alguna pregunta o comentario, no dude en ponerse en contacto con nosotros. Nos encantaría escuchar de usted. Hasta la próxima. Ben. Ben.